0: It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering you to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway Pierce. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to The Speeway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply by improving the quality of our personal, professional, and spiritual relationships. Our topic today is Why Worry? This is another In Our Moments to Be series. Have you ever spent a sleepless night worrying about something or someone? What if there's another terrorist attack? What if the price of gas keeps going up? What if my spouse leaves me? What if I never find a spouse? What about those financial results for the next quarter? Did I remember to turn off the stove? According to the Anxiety Disorders Association of America, In its more extreme forms, worry can metastasize into generalized anxiety disorder, GAD, which is characterized by persistent, excessive, and unrealistic worry about everyday things. It turns out, um, I did not know this, GAD affects 6.8 million adults, or 3.1% of the U.S. population in any given year, and that's just the U.S. population. That doesn't even count the number of people who are worrying in the world population. Uh, And according to the Anxiety Disorders Association of America, women are twice as likely to be affected. Well, imagine that. So today is the continuation in our Moments to Be mini-series, as I said, with Barbara Hoffmeister, Amazon.com bestselling author of the book To Be or Not to Be, The Choice Is Yours. And she has also authored a series of moments called Moments to Be. Barbara is going to address the question of worrying today, why it's bad for you, and more importantly, she's going to overcome some tips for uh she's going to provide some tips for overcome uh for overcoming worrying behavior. If you did not check out her uh past Moments to be, you can uh listen to her first uh moments to be show that we did. Uh, on the com, Just click on the link and you'll be able to listen to it. And you should also listen to her very first and very popular interview on the Show entitled, Your Happiness, Your Misery, Your Choice, where we went through the uh, highlights of the To Be book. And um, if you would like to pick up a copy of the audio CD entitled Moments To Be, you can do that by uh, clicking through the link that you see on uh, for this show at com. or you can also go directly to Barbara's website at barbarahoffmeister.com, and there you can also pick up a copy of the to-be book, To Be or Not to Be. The choice is yours. And uh, to tell you a little bit more about Barbara... In addition to being an Amazon.com best-selling author, she is an internationally renowned speaker and expert on the topic of human growth. In the last few years alone, she has spoken to over 15,000 people, helping them to get their dreams back and the courage to make those dreams come true. Barbara, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you very much for that incredible introduction. <laughs> that was I mean, that was humbling. You know, I thought,
0: is she talking about me here? <laughs> yes, she's talking about you. Funny. Now, listeners, as you know, one of the underlying themes of the SPIWA show is to um, uh, serve as uh, uh, an idea exchange, and also we, we like to talk about uh, the life manual, and and if not the life manual, certainly our spiritual base, and um, the the thing we like to call the life manual is the thing that 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 is our um, uh, spiritual writing, our holy text, whether it's a, a Bhagavad Gita, a Quran, a, a, a Bible, or something else. And uh, one of the things, if you are joining us on the show for the first time, is we ask, uh, I ask all my guests either what they read for their life manual, if they read one, or I ask them to share their philosophy on spirituality. So, Barbara, tell us, do you um, read a life manual? And if not, share with us your philosophy on spirituality. I do not
1: read a life manual, but I have in the past, obviously, over the many years and also in my my studies, I have Mm -hmm. in the past uh, read, The Bible, or part of the Bible, not the whole Bible, probably uh, part of the Bible, and was in some discussion groups on that. Then I have read the Hindu. uh, I can't remember now what's the name. The The Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, I read part of that. Very interesting. I read uh, quite a lot about Buddhism. I think it's a great philosophy. It's not 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 so much a religion, it's more of a philosophy and I think it's very gentle. It's it's for me that comes closest to the type of, of what I like to call religion. Uh, Buddhism mm-hmm. probably is would be closest to my way of thinking. Um and and I also looked at Islam why because What they talk about in the media has nothing to do with what is written in the Islamic scriptures. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a peaceful religion in general, just some fanatics like they did, like some fanatical Christians and some fanatical Islamics and some fanatical (laughs) Hindus, you know, or Mm -hmm. sheikhs or whatever. They do crazy stuff they just make a misinterpretation of what is really written and what has been said by their God. So, you know, all religions in their base are peaceful religions. This is true. People, yeah, we interpret it uh, wrong. Well, my, my personal philosophy is that God is within us, within every single one of us, and uh, therefore we are part of creation, therefore we are the creator, that's it in one sentence, Uh, we have that power within us, every single one, and I I very profoundly believe that we are all connected. We are all from one energy source, and of course everything, if you go down to the quantum physics level, you know that everything is energy, Mm -hmm. including our physical bodies. And that means if everything is energy, we go back to the energy when we leave our body. And we continue, I mean, we just continue to be forever and ever. We are eternal. This is why for me fear, uh, uh, there is no fear of death, for instance, because I continue, my soul, my being continues, just not as Barbara of myself. Yeah,
0: it's just something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that will be interesting too. So, I am, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that actually when the time comes. But for now, I am happy to stay here on planet Earth and, and, you know, and do what I do because I enjoy it so much. I really enjoy it. And I would like to come to worries because you said that in the very beginning. The worries, why we worry. This is the yeah. most I mean, this is really, in all truth, for me, the most stupid emotion of all, worry. Worry (laughs) is no, it's really true, is no good for anything. It's really no good for anything. You know, it stems from fear, obviously, and (laughs) fear, yes, has reasons why we need fear, especially physical fears, we need them because otherwise we would cross a busy crossroad, for instance, without looking left or right, you know, if we wouldn't have any fears at all, we would jump uh, (laughs) from a bridge or from a, you know, skyscraper if we had no fears and wouldn't think of the consequences, so yes, fear has, you know, some good reasons to be in some occasions, but of course, all emotional fears are nothing but our internal interpretation of something that could happen maybe in the future, but doesn't have to happen. So there well, is no logic behind it at all, and especially well, worry. Yes, please. That's
0: a really good point, because um, the 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 question then is, why do you suppose, since you know, worry doesn't actually help anything, necessarily, it doesn't It doesn't change what's going to happen necessarily. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that people do it so much? And in the work that you do, do you see a lot of worried people? Do you have to work with a lot of people through this whole idea of worrying?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, <clears throat> why do they worry? I really don't have an answer for that. It stems from the fears they have. The fears normally stem from past experiences. Or things that we have seen in other people that we've seen in our parents or grandparents you know that we've seen around us in our peer groups and we take that as the way it is and then when a similar situation could come up or even slightly similar even a little tiniest bit similar then we get that fear and mm-hmm. uh, as i said worry and fear are two things Worry for me is fear in action. It's because okay. worry can it can really make you sick. I mean, seriously, make you physically ill. Uh, and the reason why more women worry than men is because we are totally different structured in our thinking. And of course, most women have children, and we worry about our children. However, our worry doesn't change what our children do, especially if you have teenage kids, you know. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, the mothers tend to worry quite a bit. And I can tell you an example from my own life. I was 19, and um, I was already living in England. I came home for the first vacation to see my parents, and my dad gave me his car so that I could go out and see my friends at night. And so 19, you know, you like to go out and party. And so I went out. My father told me, you have to be back by 4.30 in the morning. I need the car to go to work. So that's what I did. I went out, I partied all night, and I came home at 4.30 in the morning. My father was happy to have me back. He was happy to have his car back all in one piece. So for him, everything was perfect. My Mm -hmm. mom went completely nuts. I mean, she really, she was like, oh, my God, where have you been all night? I was so worried. I couldn't sleep at all. And and she was going on and on. And my dad and, and me, we just looked at her and we thought, well, what's she worried about? <laughs> and I said, her, why why are you worried? She said, well, I didn't know where you were and what you were doing and you didn't come home all night. And, and she was really seriously worried. I mean, she was in a state. And, and... My dad didn't understand it at all, and I didn't really get it. And I said to her, Mom, do you sleep when I'm in England? She said, yeah, of course, but this is different. I said, well, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. When I'm in England, you don't know what I'm doing, and then you don't worry. And here, when I'm close to you, you know, not very far away, you worry. Does that make sense?
0: What did she think about that?
1: Yes, she didn't understand, you know, when you are worried, this is the thing, when you're worried, when you're in such a state that you can't think straight anymore, because there is no logic behind it, so if you would think straight, you would realize that, you know, worry is not going to change anything. If something had happened to me in that night, would her worrying about it, it happening, have changed that? No. It would not have changed what happened to me. But because she worried so much, she might have driven, you know, negative energy towards me so that something could happen. That is oh. the problem. That's the problem people need to think about because our thought creates create energy that can be measured today. So our thoughts create energy and so we are responsible for which energy we send out. When we send out fearful energy, you can see that when you talk with shy people or you as a lawyer, you know that when when you are in court or something, you can smell when somebody is afraid or when they're lying. And, and you know, you can smell that, you, you feel that. And this is because they send out certain energy waves. And of course, when a mother worries so much about their kid, and it's illogical. Or I was—I had a client recently that uh, she was, I mean, terribly jealous, and she was afraid that she would lose her her boyfriend of eight years, that really did everything in his power to make her happy, mm-hmm. but whenever he saw another woman. And he just sort of looked at that other woman without doing anything, just looking at her. His girlfriend would go crazy. I mean, he start a big scene in public, really go totally crazy and accuse him of wanting to sleep with that other woman and not loving her no, and no. I mean you can't that was really sick. It was really, really sick and i- I see that, and I hear that these type of situations all the time, and it, it it embitters our lives, it makes us feel bad about ourselves. It's a matter of lack of confidence in the- in the woman's case, it's lack of belief in herself, so she's mm-hmm. always afraid that her boyfriend husband to be is gonna leave her always, but she doesn't realize that. If she continues as she has been doing, he will leave her. He has to because he can't stay sane like that. You know, I mean, he, uh, they go to a restaurant, for instance, they sit down on the table, the waitress comes, it's a pretty waitress, she gives him a smile, and the the wife freaks out.
0: Wow. Well, you, you know, know you, can't it's, live. It's, you, you can't live like that.
1: Sorry.
0: It's an interesting thing, a, a point that you raise when you when you talk about that putting out that energy because it does it does get you whatever it was that you were so worried about to start with and so sometimes I think we do worry ourselves to the point where we generate the very thing that yep. we are worried about. And um I, I will tell you when I um I, I bought a new car, uh, I've had it for I don't know, it I don't it maybe a year now. Had this car for a year. And it was my dream car. I've been dreaming about owning this kind of car for, oh, boy, probably five years. (laughs) So I finally managed to get this car. It's a Lexus. It's a hybrid. And it's it's an SUV. Oh, I love this car. Right. right? Except now here's the problem. I am now worried that I'm going to have an accident with my, you know, car. And I did not have this issue with my last SUV, but with this one, I'm worried that I'm going to have an accident. And of course, you know what happens, Barbara. I am driving down the street one day, minding my own business, when I look over and across three lanes, I see this deer. And the deer is standing by the side of the road, just looking. So as I approach the deer, I slow down. And I kid you not, Barbara. I am passing this deer, and it jumps out into the street, and it comes right for the car, and it smashes against the side of the car, and it runs away and keeps going, right? So I stop, and I get out of the car. The deer has gone. It's really early in the morning. The sun isn't up yet, so I can't really see the damage to the car. So I keep on going. And later when the sun comes up, I go, I look at the car, and sure enough, you know, it's dented all along the side where the steer, you know, uh, came and hit me. And what, so when people ask me about it, they say, oh, you hit a deer. I say, no, <laughs> I was hit by the deer. The deer hit the side of the car. I was hit by the deer. But I really think and somebody said to me, kind of laughed and joked and said, "Oh, so you're telling me that you're just driving along and this deer just came, flew out at you?" And I said, "That's exactly what happened." But you know, in 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 the in in my in my head, Barbara, I am convinced that the reason that that deer flew out and hit me was because I had been putting out into this universe this idea that I was going to have yeah, this so accident. And exactly. and here comes.
1: Yeah, so the energy you created was so strong that, you know, the universe did something about it. It actually moved particles so that this could happen, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, and, and this is really to all mothers out there, you know, stop worrying about your kids. You take good care of them when they're around, but when they're old enough and they start living their own life, Stop worrying about them. Stop worrying about them because it's just going to attract what you don't want to happen to them. You are sending out that energy. Send them loving, positive energy. Give them, you know, think of all the wonderful things you want to happen to your children and send them that energy because it's really, I mean, this has really been be proven today. Without a shadow of doubt, That we attract this stuff, we attract the bad stuff that happens to us by our thoughts, by worrying about it. When you, I used to worry about finances, right? I Mm -hmm. had the highest value for me, or second highest value for me, was financial security because, uh, you know, my background, I was very poor for quite a few years. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't want to go through that again, ever. So that was a big thing for me, that financial security. But fortunately, I've been financially secure for quite some years now. And But I still had that belief inside, right? I still had that value inside. So whenever I had a chunk of money, mm-hmm. I lost it. I lost it. I trusted the wrong people. They ripped me off. I bought the wrong real estate. I bought the wrong stocks. And bloop, I lost. And I thought, oh. well, you are not stupid, Barbara. Why is this happening to you again and again and again? And it was because of this fear or fear of losing it. And I was losing it.
0: And, oh, wow. Well, you know, well you're in Germany, so, so tell me this. This is interesting since you're you know in another country, and I wonder if the answer would be different. One of the things that Americans worry about the most is yes. finances. And, um, you know, they worry about the economy, they worry about the price of petrol, they worry about uh, whether I'm going to have enough money to make ends meet. So money is very high on the list of things that, um, according to surveys here, uh, Americans yeah. are worried about today. In Germany, do you find that, you know, in general, is there a, are people generally worried about certain things, and and is it is there anything in particular that is that seems to be rather common to Germans? Is it uh, money? Is it politics? Or is it other things?
1: Well, I think it's also money, not as not as much as in the states, maybe because you know capitalism here is not as strong as it is in the states. But mm-hmm. uh, probably money is also one of the main worries. Uh, health health issues is a big worry for people because you know so many people with cancer and and mm-hmm. dementia alzheimer's and all that so that's something that people worry about but i mean if they have nothing to worry about they will create something they need to worry about that's the, that's the thing so <laughs> it's it's You know, it's not changing our finances for the better when we worry about them. I tell you, exactly the opposite will happen. It will get worse and worse, and the more we worry about it, the less energy we have to create something good, something that we do want. And and I want to explain how I deal with fears, because worry is, as I said, fear in action. And I had somebody, I was talking to a colleague of mine a few weeks ago, and she said to me, you know what I say to worry? I say it's praying for a problem. I like that one. <laughs> that is really it's good. praying That's for really, a problem? Yeah, that hits the nail on the head. It's praying for a problem, because we when we are worried we have very strong energy you know we vibrate at a certain energy level which is very strong because we're very emotional worry is an emotion nothing else and it's a strong emotion so when we worry we send out these very strong signals that are attracting exactly what we worry about of course it doesn't always happen immediately it doesn't always happen when moms worry about their kids, that something bad happens to them, but it's much more likely to happen to them. That's Mm -hmm. what people need to be aware of. So how do I deal with fear and worry is part of fear? I deal with fear in, in a very pragmatic way, very pragmatic. I look at the worst case scenario. What is the worst that could happen if everything would go wrong that I'm worried about? What's the Mm -hmm. worst that could happen? And then I ask myself, will I survive that? Would I survive if everything would go wrong? Yeah. And until today, I could always say, yes, I will survive it. I will hurt, for sure. I will hurt emotionally, most probably. I will hurt financially, and I have gone through that scenario quite often in my life. And I might even hurt physically, but I will survive it. Knowing that I will survive it, I can stop worrying about it because I know that I'm going to survive it. So why focus on something that I don't even want to think about because it's negative, it's fearful, it gives puts me in a bad mental state, you know. And now I look at exactly the opposite, the best-case scenario. What mm-hmm. if everything that I want comes to fruition... What if everything really works, which is also not likely to happen? You know, we've got to go a bit the <laughs> middle of the road here to be realistic. But, hey, it's much more fun to look at the best-case scenario than at the worst-case scenario.
0: Well, right? if you're going to put out an energy into the in, into the universe and you're going to attract something to you, you would much rather it be something close to the best-case scenario, right? Sure,
1: and and the crazy thing is that when you ask people what they want, most people don't have an answer. They can tell you what they don't want because that's where their focus is, all the stuff mm-hmm. that they have now and that they don't want anymore. That's what they know, and that's what they will tell you. Yeah, I don't want this anymore and this and that and that. Yeah, but what do you want? Well, I would like to have more money. What is more money? I mean, Mm -hmm. more money. Is more money... You know what I do in my my life workshops? I ask this question, what do you want? And then I get all these answers, you know, many answers about what they don't want, and a few people will tell me what they want. And there's always one of the first few that says, I want more money. Mm -hmm. And I say, oh, great, that's an easy one. And I go up to them and I give them a dollar. And I That's said, more okay, money. you can go home now. You got what you wanted. They say, what? I in a dollar. It, I can't even buy a coffee with a dollar anymore. I said, yeah, but this is what you asked for. So be careful what you ask for. You know, we got to be precise in our thinking. When you look at the best case scenario, you want more than a dollar, more than you have today.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so when people say, you have to be specific. Yeah. And people don't think about it because they don't have money, so they say, oh, I want more money. And they think that this is sent, you know, everybody that has seen the film The Secret, it says ask, believe, receive. Okay, they forgot the action part in between because it's not going to happen if you sit on your sofa and you ask and then you <laughs> believe that it's going to come and you wait for it to rain down. It's not going to happen. So they forgot the action part. But uh, the the formula is correct. But most people already fail at the ask part because they ask for what they don't want because that's where their focus is. Our subconscious does not know the difference between negative and positive. It does not know the difference between reality and fantasy. So when I am worried about my children, for instance, and I imagine the worst case that or about my husband that is out there driving somewhere... You know, and I imagine the worst that can happen. I am actually creating that event. Well, if if my emotion is strong enough. So rather than doing that, create the positive event that you want. See your husband walk into the door and give you a big smile and a hug and maybe even flowers in his hand. And imagine that wonderful outcome, you know, that he runs in and he can't wait to hug and kiss you. I mean, why not?
0: Well, and then maybe what you will do is you will exude the kind of positive energy and vibe that will make him want to do that for you. Yes, because you're going to be friendly. I
1: tell you, this lady with her with her excessive jealousy, she is pushing that guy away. And he really, I mean, he's been putting up with it for eight years. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's ready now to leave because she throws him out ever so often, you know. He goes out with his friends. She watches him. I mean, she did oh, that wow. once. She watched the, She watched them. They were talking to one lady that was in the same pub, but they were just talking. You know, five men, one woman, they were just mm-hmm. talking. And then he went home, and she threw him out of the house because he was talking to another woman. I mean, that's just oh, wow. sick. That's sick. And that's this crazy. is how you drive your partner away.
0: You know, <laughs> this is true. Please, Please. This is true. Well you know um I'll, I'll tell you this 'cause this this got my attention in a really great way, and this was something that actually came from um uh my life manual and it was a story it was the story of job right and the the thing that I thought was interesting for those of you who don't know job, Job is a guy who was very wealthy, very wealthy man, and he had you know ten children and he had Lots of cattle and lots of livestock and and all this stuff. Very wealthy guy. And there's a conversation that happens between God and Satan where Satan basically says to God, well, you know, the only reason Job is you know is 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 such a good follower of you God is because you gave him everything. And so God says to Satan, no that's not true actually, Job, you know, I think human beings are are more than just what you give them. And as a result of this conversation, God allows Satan to take everything from Job away. So and and Satan does that just that I think in the space of about a day, Job's 10 children died. All of his livestock was, you know, either taken away by robbers or carried away or destroyed. Everything he had in that one day disappeared. And the thing that I thought was so interesting about his reaction to it was he said, that which I feared greatly has come to pass. And, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so this is a guy who had so much wealth. And the fact that he said that meant that every single day he must have been worried that he was going to lose everything he had, all that wealth. And sure enough, sure enough, he lost it. Now he got it back. But, but you know, I just thought that was such an instructional thing, and, and, and a lot of people don't focus on it. You don't hear that being said very much about Job. But I just thought that was so interesting that you've got this guy who was so wealthy, and, you know, he's a biblical character, and even there you see the power of how all of his worrying ultimately led him to lose all of the Mm -hmm. stuff that he had. I thought that was very interesting. And it is.
1: And in the Bible you find lots of stories like that. I mean, personal Mm -hmm. development, if you go through the Bible, you will find plenty of stories that we tell in personal development in one way or another. (laughs) You know, it's like, for instance, the story of Jesus. When I remember Jim Rohn told this story, and and Jim Rohn was one of my biggest mentors. I loved the guy to bits, and I I really Mm -hmm. went everywhere worldwide to see him because he was so good. And he said that when Jesus gave his first presentation, (laughs) there were about 3,000 people, so that's quite a presentation. and. And he said there were people who believed, there were people who listened, there were people who laughed, there were people who mocked him, there were people who, you know, booed him and told him to go away. So there were people of all kinds. But who did Jesus talk to? He talked to the believers. And they are the only ones that counted to him. So this is another... Yeah, it's another big lesson because why do we listen to criticism and not to praise? Oh. And why do do companies focus on getting the lost cheap, you know, getting those that don't want to buy their product instead of focusing on the clients they have and make them even happier clients so they start recommending them and getting new clients in makes much more sense. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and yes, long-term, it when you put it's it much like more that.
1: successful and, and cheaper.
0: Mm, interesting. Well, let us listen to one of your clips because um, what, we, what we decided to do today was focus on empowerment, right? So we're going to listen to one of Barbara's clips that talks about, Uh, One of the ways that we can take our focus away from worrying about the things that we don't want and really focus on the things that we do want, let's take a listen. Hi, this is Barbara Hofmeister from
1: barbarahofmeister.com with the Moments to Be. In the last Moment to Be, we talked about building your confidence, and I want to further that today because, as I said before, without confidence, without believing in yourself, you will only go this far. Remember the film The Secret. They talk about ask, believe, receive. And we are now talking about the belief part. If you don't believe that you can make it happen, you won't take the necessary action to make it happen. So let's build that belief. Today, I want you to write down seven positive qualities you know that you have. For instance, you could be creative, you could be a punctual person, honest, reliable, a good cook, a good listener, good with numbers, a great mom or a great dad. Write down a minimum of seven positive qualities you know you have. Seven positive qualities. And don't be surprised if you find that difficult. Because the first time I did this, I got stuck at three or four. So if you got seven at the first attempt, congratulations. For some of us, this is really hard work. Because we are not used to acknowledging what a great person we already are. So give it some time and make sure that you are happy with your seven. And then upgrade to twenty-one. And we will talk further about this in the next Moment to Be. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister.com with the Moment to Be.
0: Well, that was delightful. And before we go on, um, Barbara, tell us a little bit about Moments to Be and what they, what they are.
1: Well, the Moments to Be are uh, actually what what the words say you know they are moments where we can just be and i I try to make them very short and and concise. They are between one and three minutes long, so they 're really short. Why because people are so busy these days they 're running around all the time, and they tend not to give the time to themselves, you know, to further themselves, to grow themselves, or to to get unstuck out of the situation that they are unhappy with. They keep so busy trying to get out of that situation that they don't do the things (laughs) that would get them out of the situation very quickly. And so this is why I started to create the moments to be very short, precise messages, uh, and the plan is really i've uh, already published the first cd it has 20 moments to be on it so if anybody or this is actually a special offer because you told them where to go to get the book they can get it obviously on amazon but they can also get it on the book website which is com, and on there they will find a special offer uh, if people want the moments to be also then they can now get the book and the first cd i mean they pay for the book but they do not pay for the cd
0: so oh, that's uh, okay
1: yeah and you know if they get it from the book website i will send i will personally send it to them from germany and i will sign it for them so this is a very very special and very limited offer to you listeners go to the book website and check out the book. I really recommend that you get the book. It's not an investment. It's just a few dollars, but get the book because it's a life manual that is very practical. It's just a, it's a step by step process that takes you from where you are today no matter where that is. I don't need to know that because there is a, a systematic approach to things and you know and If you go through the process, you will become really clear on what you want in your life, what you don't want anymore, how you can get rid of it. You will learn what has been keeping you stuck in the past and how to overcome that. You will learn how to set and and achieve goals because that's much more important than setting them. And you will learn how to really be yourself, the true powerful you that all of us are inside of us, but hardly anybody lets it out. So this is what happens in the book. And this session that we just listened to, that moment, to be, is out of the book, actually. That was, you know, Mm -hmm. normally there are new things or there are things that I think of on the spur of the moment, but that was the part that I took out out, out of the to be book.
0: Well, so tell us about the clip that we just heard. Why is it so important to go through that exercise?
1: Because if we don't believe in ourselves, uh, who will, you know? I mean, this, is, this woman, for instance, that is so excessively jealous, she has no belief in herself. This is why there is so much fear of losing her partner because she doesn't believe in herself. She doesn't believe that she deserves him. She doesn't believe that she's good enough to keep a man like that. So because of that, she's driving him away. She's driving him away by her actions, and people need to become aware of that, that this is what we're doing. We're self-sabotaging very, very frequently in life, very frequently. And the book will obviously help them to, to realize that, you know, in which areas they are sabotaging themselves, like I did in my finance financial area. Um, also, because we are not used to patting ourselves on the back. We wait for outside us. We wait for our family members to notice that we have a nice new hairstyle. How many <laughs> men notice that you have been to a hairdresser? You know, I mean, hardly any. And or that you have a new dress, or that you have new shoes, or whatever it might be, or that you've baked a specially nice cake. I mean, I remember my dad. He 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 never said stuff like that to my mom. And for instance. When she cooked something especially nice, and she wanted to be praised. I mean, she was waiting for him to praise her. My mom had low self-esteem. She was waiting for my dad to praise her, and so she asked him, how was it? And he said, okay, that was, (laughs) you know, my father and his praise. That was as far as it got, you know, same with me. You know, okay was already a praise. But, hey... We are the only person that is with us from the moment we are born to the moment we leave. That Mm -hmm. means we are the person that talks to us most. We talk to ourselves consciously, that's about 2 to 5% of our thoughts consciously. And we talk to ourselves subconsciously, and that's about 95% of our thoughts. That's a lot. So people need to learn to listen to themselves and consciously uh, actually influence what they feel inside. If they see that things are not working as they want them to work, then they need to start doing that. Pat yourself on the back. I do that all the time. I, You know, we are making a good interview, I think. We're giving a lot of valuable information to people. So I am patting myself on the shoulder because it's inconvenient to go to the back, you know, doesn't feel so comfortable, so I pat myself on my left shoulder. I do that quite often. That means I'm anchoring all the positive things on that shoulder. So that's a technique from NLP. And when you have that anchor, whenever you feel down or you don't feel respected or you don't feel appreciated, you can just touch that shoulder and that feeling of appreciation that you've given yourself. Is going to rise up again and you're going to feel good about yourself and you don't need that appreciation from the outside world because it will come when you, I mean, we all know some confident people. Mm-hmm. And they are not better than we are, but they believe in themselves. And somehow they always get the superior job, somehow they make more money, somehow they have a better life, right? Because they believe they can, and they believe they deserve it. And this is why it's important to do this type of exercise, so that we realize how uh, incredible we already are. Because we're all perfect, I mean, no doubt about that. It's just that sometimes we need to believe that we are. And well, when in, we
0: re- in that in that clip, you talk about right first writing down seven things. Why isn't it enough to just stop at the seven.
1: Oh well, because it's just much more interesting to go to twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it really is because for that we need to dig down quite deep. We need to really give the way we see ourselves quite a lot of thought. I don't, I don't know of many people that can, on the spur of the moment, give out twenty-one strengths. I don't know if yeah, you I ever can... interview people, I mean interview, I mean in job interview. You ask them, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? They're going to rattle down their weaknesses if they're honest. But there are very few that will rattle down, rattle down their strengths, that will have them chuk, 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 like this, okay. No. And this is, we need to become aware of that. We need to become aware of who we already are and all the good that we've already done in our life, and all the things we've already achieved and the skills and abilities that we already have. And when you become consciously aware of that, then you know that it's only a small step to the next thing, for instance. You want something, Mm -hmm. you have a dream, but you don't really believe that you are good enough to make it happen. Some people don't believe they deserve it, and I can tell them, you deserve anything you want. Just don't take it from someone else. You know, I mean, don't steal it or anything like that. But you deserve anything you want. You are more than good enough. But we've got to know it. We've got to know it ourselves. That's the main thing. And this is why we need to do this exercise. I have more exercises like this in the book uh, that really go deep. You know, it's it's a time for reflection. Also, you reflect on your life. Who am I? What have I done until today? What are my achievements? What is the personality? What do other people see? What do I see, which is the main thing? What do I see, but also what do other people see? For instance, uh, my oldest oldest friend. She was my next door neighbor when I, you know, when I was born. And we were the very best of friends until we escaped to Western Germany. And we are still friends today. Don't see each other very often, but we're still friends. And she has depression, and her her daughter is my goddaughter, and she also tends to have depressions. you know, like feeling down and feeling worthless and this kind of thing. And I met her at the funeral of my aunt a few days ago, and she said, Uh, to me, oh, I've been so down Uh, and she told me the reason I said, why don't you call me? That's what I do for a living, you know I'm pretty Mm -hmm. good at it (laughs) Why don't you call me? I tell you why, because in her world I'm still her all-time friend, you know I'm not the coach, I'm not the expert on this type, she doesn't even think about it she said, yeah, I was thinking of going to a psychologist. I said, well, try your friend first, you know. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, it,
0: Before you spend all that money, maybe yeah. I can help you.
1: Yes, exactly. And it really is its, it's funny, but it's sad at the same time uh, that they, they look at, you know, let's go to a stranger. Instead, of, they can't see you like that. The perception mm-hmm. is not like that. And this is why you, I would not get appreciation for my work from my family, for instance, or from my uh, from my oldest friends,
0: because oh, they sure.
1: know me totally different.
0: And, well, and- let's take a, a listen to your second clip that takes um, another. It's the second step from the first step and uh, <laughs> continuing along the self-empowerment um, uh-huh. continuum so that we're not worried so much about what we don't want and we're actually focused on yeah. the things that we do we want. Do. Here, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Hi, this is Barbara Hofmeister from com with the Moments to Be. In the last Moment to Be, we looked at your positive qualities. I asked you to write down first seven, and then 21 positive qualities you already have. Did you do that? If you haven't, I suggest you stop this now, and really get a pen and a paper and start doing it. It's not as easy as it sounds. We are not used to toot our horns, and we are not used to look at our strengths. So do it now. Write down 21 positive attitudes, positive qualities you see in yourself. And if necessary, ask your friends, ask the people that love you, that know you. They usually see many qualities that you take for granted and don't think are important. So when you have your 21 positive qualities, your 21 talents, strengths, I want you to write them on two pieces of paper. And one should be fairly small because I want you to carry that with you in your purse, right? The 21 qualities, talents, and strengths that you found, that you declared on that smallish piece of paper and put it in your purse. So it's with you all the time. And the other one can be a normal-sized paper. And that one I want you to stick somewhere where you see it every single day more than once on your bedside table, in the mirror in the bathroom, above your desk, somewhere where you read it more than once a day, okay? Because it's time that you internalize all that you already are, because you are already much more than you believe you are. And I want you to become aware of that, because it's your life, and you deserve to live it to the fullest. To really go and live your dreams. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister.com with the moments to be.
0: Okay, Barbara, so here's the obvious question. Does this work? If I put this sheet of paper, and by the way, I have to tell you, when I went through this exercise, when I read the TB book, I wrote down the seven things. That was easy, but boy, you were right because when I got to when I had to think of 21 things, I really had to struggle. And I'm usually a pretty positive person, and I have, you know, I thought I I have a pretty you know positive self image, but. I struggle to come up with 21 different things. So if I if I actually come up with 21 different things and I put, you know, one thing on my I put I put a list on my on my mirror every day so when I open my cabinet in the morning I see it and I put a small version of it in my purse and I carry it around with me. Barbara, is it really going to work? Of course it's
1: going to work. Yeah. I mean, you need to believe it also, right? <laughs> but you've done the exercise, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, you've done the exercise, so yes, it's gonna work, sure, it's already working, it's mm-hmm. already working, and you see, I mean, how will you notice you will notice in situations when normally you should have felt low or you should have felt slighted or you should have felt uh uh, um, disrespected, or something like that, those situations are going to get less and less and less and less because you just don't have that emotion anymore, you don't have that feeling anymore. It's you know, we don't notice as it's not like life is changing, you know, thunder is coming down from the heavens, and now <laughs> we are different. No, but if we If we are aware of our everyday life, we will notice a difference, definitely, because just doing that work will make you you aware of, much more aware of who you are and how good you already are. And so, let's say a colleague is trying to put you down or is trying to cut you out of a good deal or of a good, you know, a good travel plan or whatever it might be, you will be much more likely to actually stand up to that without fighting or anything like that, but just because you believe in yourself and you get up and you say, hey, you know, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, yeah, those those things happen and they happen step by step because we become aware of where our strengths and weaknesses are and we can do something about the weaknesses so that they become our strengths too.
0: Well, and, you know, I think what my suggestion for the listeners, too, is try it for 30 days. Look at your sheet of paper every morning and every night for 30 days because here's what I found happened for me. When I wrote down those things and I said those things, over the course of the day, I started to remember what I said about myself and so, you know, whatever it was, I am alert, I am highly competent, I am friendly, I am helpful, I seek to help, you know, the people around me. Whatever it was that I wrote down, I found that there were times during the day when I remembered what I said. And it, 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 it channeled my behavior towards whatever it was that I said about myself. So, it was it was it was life changing in that as you said the subconscious doesn't put a value judgment on what you give it but you yep. do move as victor says you do move towards the strongest impression in your mind and if the strongest impression is um very positive things about what you are able to do and who you are then you will find yourself behaving in a way that is consistent with those things that you are saying about yourself. And after a while, other people will see the change in you and they will start saying the same things about you that you've been saying about yourself, Mm -hmm. too. Exactly, exactly.
1: So, great. Thank you for that testimonial because the proof is in the pudding, isn't it?
0: So... (laughs) It absolutely is because you know if you're if you're and this is the other thing about worry that I will say is that you know worry is a negative thought habit, right, so you get up in the morning and as you're remembering what is going on in your life, among the things that you automatically start to do is you start to look for the things that you were worried about yesterday. So you can pick them up and worry about them again today. But if what you're filling your mind with is very positive things about, this is who I am, this is what I can do, I'm going to demonstrate this today, then what that allows you to do is it allows you to replace that negative thought habit of worry with a positive thought habit of self-affirmation that then gets you doing and focusing on the things that you want as opposed to doing and focusing on the things that you really don't want. Isn't that true, Barbara?
1: That is true. That is true. This is why I always ask the first thing that I ask my clients to do when I do one-on-one coaching or even in the group coaching or even in the mastermind group, I tell them, okay, as of today, before you go to sleep tonight, you will give thanks for a minimum of three things that you were grateful for during the day. Minimum three things. Mm-hmm. And and make that a habit. That means you go to sleep on a positive note. You don't go to sleep on the worry note, you know, on this, Oh my God, and I forgot this today and this is I need to do that. Oh my god, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna and you know, how am I gonna pay my mortgage, how am I gonna, and we can rattle on all night. Uh, with all these thoughts, you know, and, and that means create more of that stress also for our body. And so you go to sleep on a positive note because you've given thanks. You've started to appreciate, and I tell you, this is so powerful when you have a bad time. If you are in a bad situation right now in your life and you do this exercise every night, give thanks, do it consciously, start looking for the good things in your life because that's what you will start doing because you have that obligation. You made the commitment that you're gonna give thanks every night. For a minimum of three things, more the more the better. You start looking for the small things, you start to appreciate the bird song, you start to appreciate the you know, the child smiling at you, you start to appreciate the small, beautiful things in our life that we normally just take for granted and go past. In the morning, before you get out of bed, give thanks again. Give thanks for all the wonderful things you're looking forward to. And also give thanks for the great achievements you're going to have on that day, you know, all the wonderful things you're going to do. And that puts you into the right mood to really jump out of bed and feel great and be, you know, I got woken up this morning. I couldn't sleep last night because it was full moon. And I got woken up this morning by one of my tenants complaining, you know, I mean, that's the last thing I want first thing in the morning. And he was starting to get really loud. And there was a limit there when I said to him, stop. You will not talk to me in in such a voice, number one. Number two, you had the opportunity to speak to the plumber yesterday, but you preferred to go jogging. You know, I mean, that is just a limit to what I'm going to take. And so after that, I closed my eyes again and I said, okay, now let's. Look at all the wonderful things that I am going to do today. I'm going to find a new tenant. I had an appointment this morning. He signed the contract. So, you know, I mean... So
0: these are the things you have to focus on. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. You you need to focus on the things you want to achieve and also in a positive way, you know, not in a, oh, my God, this is going to be super complicated and difficult. And then, of course, that's what you create.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, with that, this takes us to the end of our show today. Tune in next month when we talk to Barbara again for another episode of Moments to Be. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: I appreciate that. I really enjoyed the time together. So thank you so much for having me and see you next month.
0: See you next month, and uh, those of you next week, uh, join us when we will be talking about understanding Judaism. We um, will be talking to Brent, who happens to be Jewish, and he will be telling us all sorts of interesting things, um, including things like, uh, so what is the difference between Jews and Gentiles, and uh, all that sort of thing. So until then, this is Speeway saying, go in peace. Thank you for joining us on the Speedway Show. Until next time, live well, live fully, and love deeply.